Welcome, 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 welcome back to A Guide to Poor Parenting, a podcast where me, Jason, and me, Jennifer, have a few drinks and talk shit about our kids. And if you are on social media where everybody is these days, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Guide to Poor Parenting, all one word. Um, Miss Jennifer, how's your week been? All right. <laughs> That's all I want to say about that. That's all well, my, my son's birthday today, That's so true. yay. It's his fourth birthday with me. You have an so. officially a tween. I officially have a tween, which he's been in 10, so, you know, I got like two goods of like kitty stuff now. I get the attitude and the hormones and all that lovely stuff. He'll be finding crusty socks in his bed. I hope not anytime soon, but <laughs> he will talk to you when that time comes. We've had a little conversation about it, but yeah. it's all good. How's your week been? Uh, it's been pretty good. One my best friends from college flew in this weekend and she's actually going to join us on the, co- on the cocktail on the podcast well, <laughs> so, that too. That and too. The cocktail. <laughs> all right well miss Lindsay's here she's a friend of mine from we went to college at southwest texas state early very early 2000s i'll let four listeners figure out how long ago that was yeah. and i met her when she was 18 and i was 20 20 i think no mm-hmm. you're you're 42 so I, yeah i was 20 yeah, I don't know. I think I was 18 and you were 20 at the time, and then I turned 20. And it was a terrible influence on you and your sister, younger sister. Yes, thank you for that. Miss <laughs> Lizzie, what are we drinking today? We are drinking my go-to vodka and tonic. We, so when Lindsay arrived Friday, I was like, oh, I'll get some Tito's vodka, because I know she wants vodka tonics, and for the podcast, and I, I wasn't able to, so we had some just regular vodka, not a fifth, but... I don't know. It was a, a good size bottle, like a typical size bottle, <laughs> and we finished it all day yesterday. And then we were like, "Oh, let's go to Costco and get some." So we got the half gallon liters, and uh, we we're most of the way through one of them because we were we have just been day drinking. I told yeah. you we needed two. Yeah, I'm glad you got it because yeah. we have we've gone through it. And it's been a blast. Yes, so it has. We started day drinking yesterday at like two or three, I think. We were going to do the podcast yesterday, but it was like. Nah, I'm too drunk anyway. So. <laughs> well, we had a surprise too yesterday. Oh yeah, we uh, we went we took Lynn's we went where did we we have lunch? Yeah, we, we went, went to lunch, lunch in the store, and then we came back, and my daughter was home with the grandkids, so Lindsay got to meet the babies. Oh, they're adorable, and I love them. They're precious. You got her baby fix while she's away from her yes. three babies. Well, well, I'm so glad you could join us. Me too. I'm we, excited. We haven't seen you since the last wedding, in 19, I think it was. I. Yeah. Think you're right. Yeah, we talk like every two or three months, but we don't talk. We don't more. No, I've moved away. Well, now that you're here, and Je- uh, normally Jennifer's like, I'm just gonna hold back because I don't know this person, but they became fast friends when we all went to New Orleans, and I, uh, I was like, Oh, Jennifer, this is my friend Linda. Yeah. <laughs> In the entire weekend, <laughs> and she was Linda, and then Jennifer became Jessica. Yep. Our alter egos. Yep, yeah, alter just egos. for New Orleans. <laughs> Linda and Jessica go way back. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Matching bracelets yeah, with our names we do. on it. And just had a good old time. Oh my gosh. Day d- Every time we're around each other, it's just day drinking. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, well, Miss Lindsay, you have three wonderful children. I do. You do. 15-year-old, 12-year-old, and an 8-year-old? That's correct. You're wonderful. Last time... I saw them, I was treated like a jungle gym, and they were just <laughs> dive-bombing me, and um, I was just like, how do you handle three little terrors like this? I, I day drink. 
That's why she has a Costco membership. That's so she can get the gallon vodka. No, they can't. They don't have the vodka. In Texas, we don't. We don't have the liquor. <laughs> so no? Liquor oh. in the Costco. No. Not the Costco she goes to. Oh, so. that sucks. Yeah, I have to go to a regular liquor store. Oh, that's, so, and it's, that's so much more expensive. I know. Because that big, massive thing is like $20. Yeah, that's, that, that's nice. Well, it's so for since we're this is an auditory medium. It's funny as our big fat cat just jumped on the couch and almost knocked over Jennifer's microphone, mm-hmm. and now he's gonna start molesting Lindsay's hair again. <laughs> it smells like, so good. Apparently, he was just like yeah. loving all over her the first night he was here. I don't she was know here. if it smells as good. No. <laughs> it's like I got no, a, I got a mask. Good. The other cat scent. <laughs> Oh, so tell us about your journey into motherhood. That was 16 years ago. Yeah, we, uh... Y'all have been married like three or four years? No, two years. Well, we he, we had our third year anniversary a month after our first was born. That's right. No, our second. He was, first was born in 2007. And when did y'all get married? 2005. Some wedding. Thanks. Um, yeah, so we have... Yeah, Coda is our eldest, and Grayson. Y'all had when well, you had Grayson or Coda uh, at tw- like late mid mid to late twenties. When- I was twenty seven. Twenty seven, yeah. I was twenty seven and thirty, and then thirty four. It's still a good age. Like those are all good ages to have kids. I feel like I think if I if I were a woman, I'd be scared to be like, oh, I'm pushing forty. I don't think I want to. Yeah, I knew after Tate that that was definitely it. Well, I three kids. Yeah, <laughs> I would suspect so. But. You could, I think I definitely felt the difference or the age during each pregnancy. Like, I was definitely more tired the third pregnancy. <laughs> Shocking. But that's also because I had two kids already. But, yeah. you know. But they yeah. weren't super close in age, which is nice, too. Yeah, we had a little bit of a... They were about all three and a half years apart. Yeah. That's about how far it comes. I think... I don't know. If we had any biological journey, I'd be like, that. <laughs> I would think I'd want to pay some that for out, too. Yeah, just... I didn't want it one back back to back like i couldn't keep up with that yeah. one out of day, old back to day. <laughs> yep i don't know my cousin kelly she was medical resident bam bam i don't know how like she i don't practically irish fucking twins mm-hmm. like, ugh, i don't know how she handled it so with each pregnancy what did you feel like you had learned more and more or do you feel like you got loosey goosier or how did you feel like the transition was between each child um I feel like I was more, I became much more confident in just my um, gut feelings about things. And yeah. I, I feel like I trusted myself, be like, I know something's wrong, you know, with the kid. Or became to better advocate for myself and for the kids, like with medical stuff and everything. But um, yeah, I became a more confident mom. I was not... I was nervous, you know, after the third one. I was like, yeah, he's I fine. I got this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Done this before. You could do it. But What was that article we saw or I heard told you about where you just have to, parents have to hit like 30% of kids' needs mm-hmm. to feel I have a good childhood? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you ever um, not like want a girl? Like, because you have three boys? Was there ever that like, oh, let's try for one more because I want a girl? Or were you just well, going to three boys? Yeah, so that's how I, I wanted a third. Bill, my husband, was like happy with two. And I thought I was too. But mm-hmm. then I got to a point where um, I'd stopped working. I was a stay-at-home mom. And I was just started thinking, you know, I just felt like there was something missing. And it took me a year to convince Bill. That we could handle a third, that we could do a third. And, um, cause he always had it in his head. You know, he has 
two kids just in his family. So he's like, yeah, that's it. Um, but he did start saying, well, maybe then, you know, we'd have a girl. Mm-hmm. And I knew that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I knew that the likelihood, it's going to be a boy. Right. But I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, it's c- totally could be a girl, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get my way. I'll say yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, I always wanted boys. I'm scared of girls. Having Being a mother of a girl, I yeah. was, that really terrified me. Um, it would have been nice to have a girl just mm-hmm. because it's different. Yeah. And I, w- I think I wanted it more for Bill just because... Daddy's little girl. I wanted him to have, you know, or at least have a chance of having that relationship right. of daddy's little girl. Because I think he'd be a great girl dad. But um, What made you nervous about having a daughter, though? I think just... Teenage. Teenagers. <laughs> and my relationship with my mom and knowing how <laughs> difficult that is. I, I just, I, I don't know. See, I was... <sighs> I don't know. I guess as a perspective of a man, I was like, I was always, I would much rather have a girl. I'm scared of the teen pregnancies. That's the only thing that really scares me. Like, I'm, that's the only thing that scares me about Kalia is having teen pregnancy. But I was like, I don't know, boys are so hard. Like, I always find it hard to get them to open up to me. And I just felt like I could relate to a girl a whole lot more than I could a boy. Yeah. So, I was so, when we got custody of Kalia, I was like, oh, I don't have to deal with a gross boy. And then you have other girl granddaughters mm-hmm. so you got three girls but mm-hmm. then you got West Coast. well i got my gross boys from matt and john oh, my little true, brothers because yeah. they were disgusting yeah. so <laughs> boys are nasty yes know. thank Kukulia you it can be kind of disgusting too <laughs> well, that's just everybody's different so Damn. yeah i, I didn't I... want a girly girl because i'm not a girly girl so mm. that's why i was like i don't really think i want to adopt a girl because i don't want to do leading and dance Mm-mm. And all this really do my hair mom no mama doesn't do hair that's why i should do nothing i want dresses i want but then i get a boy that wants a different outfit like a specific so i kind of got that even though i didn't (laughs) yeah my kids all are into well not all the youngest one doesn't care yet but the two oldest one um are very into clothes right now and picking out stuff and going shopping and going thrifting and so that's that's fun um, for me, I like doing that, but I just, I just think I was meant to not have little girls. <laughs> well, you also had some little girls around you too, like with Ava and so. Yeah, my best friend had little girls, so I was able to get that. Both my sisters have boys. Like, we were just, I think. Popping out them it, it boys. all, yeah. So, <laughs> it worked out. It all worked out. There you go. And we love Tate, the youngest one. So even though he's not a girl, <laughs> Bill cried a little bit um, when we found out the sex. And <laughs> God bless him. I was like, I'm sorry. Um, and it's your fault. Like, I know, <laughs> but still, like I felt bad for him. But he got over it. And Tate is couldn't ask for, you know, he yeah. was definitely in the missing piece for our family. So. He's a sweet little boy. He is. He's sweet, I have sweet. this cute, I wish we were talking about it the other day, I have this cute picture of me holding him when he was like two, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, every time I like see you, I'm like, oh, look at this picture. And you FaceTime with him yesterday. And I was like, hi, Tate. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I remember you. Yeah, Grayson and Coda remember you. Is Grayson remember me? He said he did. Okay. <clears throat> I think I... Yeah, he would, have, I mean, he would have been like five or six when he came, came over. Yeah, he was a little, little baby. <laughs> Did y'all, well, all right, so I guess the good uh, segue. Um, you, 
when you talked about the uh, quitting work and being a stay-at-home mom, you were a social worker. A degree was in. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I remember, you said, well, it's two reasons. You were, it, like, the amount of money you'd be bringing in as a social worker was basically just pay for all their child care if it yeah. worked. Yeah. I think um, after child care, I would be making $500 a month. Wow. So, why? I, you know, I, I wasn't enjoying it at the time anymore so was there ever time you enjoyed it yeah at the beginning or at the beginning well even in towards the end you know some parts some days i had good days but when i left i was doing it was just a desk job i was the daycare coordinator so which at first i thought oh this is great um because i won't be on call and i won't be having to go all these places i'll have regular hours mm-hmm. but it was so boring for me like I couldn't stand being at my desk from you know eight to five I, I liked doing casework better so um so what positions did you hold when you were with I think they call it CPS in Texas child yeah CPS child protective services I worked in um I started in conservatorship Cause... which is when um we take custody of a child um after the investigation we have custody of the kids and the parents are working services, so the kid will be returned. Okay. So that's where I started. And then I did um, placement. I was a placement coordinator. And that was finding foster homes or treatment centers or shelters for kids. Um, and then I did an adoption caseworker, which was my favorite. I would have stayed there, but they um, started cutting back on those units. Hmm. And so they got rid of my rid of my unit, and so that's when I went to um, the daycare coordinator. Did you ever like? Did they ever try and recruit you to like a private adoption? Agency? I talked to a couple um, of the agencies, but I they don't pay much. I'm supposed to know them, <laughs> and it just um, it would have been on call hours oh, and all that, and it's why just, would you be on call? You're just finding babies for. Well, because there's different, like, placements. Like, if a placement breaks down and if a foster parent calls and says, get this kid out of my house, this and this happen. Oh, I, you... meant, I meant more like, like the, you know, the ones that do babies and stuff like that. Oh, um, there's not many of them. And there's not, like, they're usually people who work there in certain positions will stay oh, for a forever. while. Yeah, yeah. because, okay. you know. They got the easy good job that like that, you know. <laughs> the one that doesn't cause trauma and yeah. PTSD. Yeah. I remember you, you you talked about this the other day that you would come home like dry heaving, so stressed out from the job. Oh yeah, well, I would wake up in the morning and get ready, start getting ready for work and start dry heaving, just thinking about it. And I would go to bed and I had a notepad because I would wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, I have to do a family plan or I have to do this court report, and so I would just write down notes just to keep track of all the crap that you know. I had to take care of. Which I was just doing that because <laughs> yeah. it takes a very strong part to do yeah. it. I don't yeah. think with no pay and with all the what you see and what you hear and what you go through. I applaud you. Well, oh, thank you, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> which which position was probably the hardest for you? Uh, conservatorship. So working because in that you're working with the uh, the parents and then also the child, making sure that that kids needs are met you know that they're in a good home and um school's doing okay you have to know everything about their life and make sure that you know everything is going well with them but then you're also working with the parents 
and then setting up all of the services that have been court ordered for them. Like uh, drug rehab? Well, like, like if... Classes. So, yeah, it could be um, rehab, parenting classes, um, therapy, anger management. Um, I mean, just oh, sure. depending on what was going on in the home, you know, and all that. And there's probably multiple of those classes that some parents had to go through. Oh, God, there would be lists and yeah. lists if, you know, some were easier. Some just had to do parenting classes and um here's how not to beat your child oh yeah or you know that you have to feed your child you know <laughs> so, the little thing change their diaper <laughs> um some are as bad but others you know there there was a lot going on but and you had to keep track of all of that and then every six months for each case you go to court and so you write your court report and then you hope to god that you've done everything right and then the judge is happy you know yeah with everything so Give you like and then you 30 have to, or 40 of them at a time usually i think my highest was 30 they used to keep it 25 but <laughs> you, then insane. you you also have to see every child every month insane so and then you write a child plan talking about what the child needs what's going on and then you write a family plan talking about all, i mean it's just and then you have a phone call. It, there's just not enough time yeah. in a day to do everything. It doesn't surprise, like, knowing you and knowing the people who have done social work, it doesn't surprise me that kids fall through this where work y'all to death and they don't yeah. pay you enough. And... Yeah. That's... So what, um, I, was, I think we've had this conversation in the past, but I have a bad memory, so we can <laughs> have it again and okay. record it. So when uh, I forget... I'll remind you. Yeah, he's like, go listen to episode 20 or season two. not telling you again. <laughs> But um, since you were in foster care and since you were an adopted child mm-hmm. yourself, yourself, did you did you and Bill talk about adoption or foster? I know you've talked about fostering recently, but have you talk, did y'all ever talk about adopting yourselves? Yes, um, my I always you know my plan was if I you know if I could then I would like to have at least one of my own biological children. Yeah. Um, and then as you know we. we I had a pregnancy. Everything went well. Um, when we continued having our kids, we talked about, or I've always brought up, I want to foster and possibly adult adopt um, teenagers, um, teenager boys specifically. Um, once my kids are older, mm-hmm. um, so and and Bill seems okay with it. We'll see, you know, if that comes, but. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't... Adopting a child, um, I kind of... I just wanted my yeah. biological kids. Like, I I wanted someone related to me because I'd never had that, you know? So when Coda was born, I looked at Bill and I said, this is the first blood relative, you know, that I've ever... Met. I've yeah. ever met. This is it. So, I don't know. It just... That makes sense. Yeah. I would, yes, in the future, definitely foster. <laughs> yeah. My love, we are in our mid-40s. I know. I don't care. <laughs> you want to be fostering babies at, at 50? I can. 
Okay. I'll let you have Wesley. Yeah. Come visit me. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll let you in summertime. He'll just come for you the whole summer. I will say, Jennifer and I went to a... Uh, it, was, it was supposed to be a support group, but it was more like a continuing education for foster families. It was thing. mostly geared to the foster yeah. families. Yeah. But there was a couple there that had been fostering since the 80s, and their oh, eldest child, foster kid, I think, was in his 50s. That's nuts. And I was like, y'all are doing the Lord's work. Yeah. I think if anything, I could do, like... Just at least respite care for other foster parents. So, you know, if they need to go do something or need yeah. a weekend off, then I could just take kids for yeah. a short period of time. But, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> you still got time. Well, that, that brings me to another segue. You are one, uh, you're the middle child of three sisters. Mm, yes. And you and your elder sister are both adopted. Just like my my. Kind of like my family, we're just minus one child, but like mm-hmm. your your dad and mom didn't think they were they didn't weren't able to get pregnant, so they adopted y'all, and then your youngest sister was like I was. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea. Mom got pregnant. Chelsea um, when I was seven, and my mom was thirty eight. So my mom was still children. They tried all kind of things. Did they know what was wrong? Like they know what was causing the issues? Fate. Yeah, I don't know. Something about my mom. My, so that means my mom's body was killing off sperm or something. Yeah. She had a hostile womb. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Hopefully clean those. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> I'm just hoping she's a lesbian. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. And I think there was some other stuff. But um, yeah, so they adopted Brittany and then three years later adopted me and thought, you know, okay, we're done. Surprise. Surprise. But with, with my brother's adoption, he were, it was a closed adoption. I don't think that... Was your, were you and your sister's... Uh, were y'all both a closed adoption? Oh yeah, okay. I think back then, like pretty much all, all adoptions were. Okay. It was rare to have open yeah. adoptions. I don't think that started until yeah, de- decades later, a decade ago. What I, I was, I was found so amazing. You want to talk about your? Um, you just met your biological family not too long ago. It was like last four, six, four or five years. Four years ago. Four years. Tell four? us that story because that was amazing. It is amazing. It's my favorite. Um, Do you know I, the story, Jennifer? I know a little bit, but not okay. Yeah, so I, I tell it. Yes, I will tell. Um, I always wanted to find my biological parents. I was always curious about it, and I made several attempts throughout the years. First one being at eighteen, because I had to. We have to wait until you're eighteen um, to contact the um, Catholic charities, the adoption Houston that I was adopted through. I think when my parents went, may probably. I was, they we they adopted out of Houston. It, it's one of the I think it, that's that one and I think Marywood in Houston, but Catholic Charities was definitely one of the bigger. Um, so anyway, and there was just they always they have certain things that you have to do and money you have to pay to like get and to even be able to like write a letter and they'll give the letter to the biological parent and then mm. you have to wait and see if they'll write back. That's a little fucked up. And it yeah. And so I always was like, whatever. Sorry, but now adopting babies is let me let me it's a little icky. get your money so that way you can yeah. I can give them a letter. And I'm like, yeah. it's my life. What I sh- whatever. But so I never went through with it because I thought it was a bunch of bullshit and it bothered me. And finally, um, for I think for my birthday or Christmas something, Bill bought me. Uh, a DNA kit. Um, well, I have done both. The other 23 and me. 23 and me. So I started out with 23 and me. It sat on my counter for like a month because I was terrified to do it. Aww. What were you scared of? Just 
rejection. By, like if uh, I found, yeah. if I did find them, you know, and, and then want to be part of your life. Yeah, I was just scared. You know, it's just like so many different things could happen. Right. So anyway, so I finally did the test. We got the results, and I ended up getting. I'm gonna. It's a long story. I'm gonna try to admit, but we got time. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> we uh we I got a match. Um, with a Vivian and she was like a second cousin once removed and thank God Bill is helping me because my husband's brilliant and was able to figure and he'd worked on like um, his family's ancestry and mm-hmm. stuff so he, he helped me like piece together who's who um, but I actually contacted Vivian and kind of explained the situation and asked if she could help me that we think that one of her it was one of her cousins was my biological dad oh. and so um she was so sweet and she has an adoptive daughter and oh. her adopted daughter had found found her parents and it wasn't the best story after that but she vivian was awesome and it was like yes i will help you with whatever That's, i can have That's you great. met her no, because she lives, um, I don't remember. I don't know where she lives, but right. I'm friends with her on Facebook, and occasionally, you know, we message each nice. other. And then she talks um, now with Tommy, my biological, biological father, because he's like, I owe you so much for helping me. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, so she started kind of talking around with people, and then we started doing more research, and we pretty much were able after months and months we're able to determine that tommy had was was the biological dad and with snooping and looking and all the stuff you could find online we were like kara his is got my biological mother but i didn't have matches on 23 and me to prove that mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um i did the ancestry to see if I could get any more matches. And then I also found out <clears throat> that I could apply um, for not my birth certificate, but it's like verification um, for my original um, birth certificate. So I could s- send something into the um, county and ask if, I don't know how to explain it, but say these two, I would had to name who my biological mother and father were. Uh-huh. And then they would pretty much say, yes, this is who's oh, on okay. that. They wouldn't give you the information, but you said, right. I think these are my parents, yes, yes or no. Yes. So they verify. Oh, okay. You- yeah. And so that took, I sent that in when I also sent the um, test for the ancestry at the same time. And it took weeks. And so we're waiting and waiting. And then finally, I get um, my results back for the ancestry. And... One of the top names there is for my uncle, and that's Doug. Is that on your, the paternal and maternal Maternal. Okay. I know that's Kara's brother, because we've already put together her whole family, because that's who we suspect. You did a lot of snooping. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot. I mean, this, <laughs> I should have brought my binder of, like, wow. just notes of writing down and connecting and just all, it's crazy. It shouldn't be that. Well, I don't think it is nowadays. Well, and some states have finally passed laws where it's open. So once you're 18, you just ask and you get the information. And closed adoptions are so rare nowadays, too. Yeah. When we were looked at babies, it was just like, it's so rare. No, it's, yeah, there's a lot more open. So, so we finally got that. And like, 
it's I think nine or nine in the morning and I get the results <coughs> excuse me and I text Bill and I said it's it's them it's Tommy it's Kara um oh and I guess I should say we figured out Tommy and Kara so she was 15 he was 18 when I was born oh. which is what I, I I always knew that I always knew that they were 15 and 18 um which is why I understood that why I was put up for adoption was the cafeterias told you all that yeah. Oh, okay. okay. What did you ask? If Catholic Cherries had told her, oh, okay. or told her, her oh, yeah. adopted all parents. I, all they told us was their, like, height, the color of their hair, the color of their eyes, they're Catholic, and that 15 and 18. Okay. So that's the information I knew. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, I should have started with that. So anyway, <laughs> we found out they actually got married. Tommy and Kara got married. After they had given you up for adoption? Right. When she turned 18. Uh So three years later, they got married. And they are still married. And I have a younger brother who is eight years younger than I am. Biological brother. Full biological brother. so much like you. It's disturbing. Yeah. Um, He's the male version of me for sure. Yeah. But he's a lot taller and a lot skinnier, but still. Well, I mean, yeah. I just, in college, like, barring eating disorders, you were... You've always been pretty rake thin. Well, yeah. Um, we definitely are related. Yeah. But yeah, so I called them that day. I called Bill. I was like, I'm going to call them because we had found phone numbers for them. I wasn't sure which phone number who it was for, but I found phone numbers. And he's like, just hold on, hold on. Let me come home from work. Hold on. So he rushes home. Um, I'm a nervous wreck, but at least I know they're married. I'm not a secret. You know, they know. <laughs> and so... Um, First, I called a number, and it was their home number, and I left a message on the answering machine, which they still have. And oh. then, Do you remember what you said? I just said, my name is Lindsay. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> I think it was like, I was born on September 13th, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think I might be your daughter. Yeah, I had I the script. Know. I don't remember. <laughs> I, 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 just, I have to find my script. I don't remember. But... So I left a message, and they're like, all right, well, I'm going to try the other number. And so I called, and Kara answered. It was her cell phone. And I said, hi, my name is Lindsay. I was born on September 13th, 1980 at St. Joseph Hospital at the time. And I think you're my birth mom. And there was, like, silence. And I was like, I'm scared. <laughs> that would give me palpitations. I was like... Uh, and then she said, I said, I hope it's okay. I called you. She said, baby, are you okay? Where are you? Aww. And I'm just both started crying. Aww. And, um, was she near Tommy? Was Tommy like nearby? No, they were both at work. <laughs> Cause it was like, it's like a Monday <laughs> or Tuesday, but that's, I was like, I don't care. I didn't even think of it. I was like, I just need to call them. Can you imagine getting that phone call at work? No, <laughs> I felt so she we had to run to a conference room. That's why like there was a silence because oh. she works like in like an open area oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we talked and she said yes, yes, I I am. And um, she told me that they always wondered about you, wanted me, they wanted me, and that but they wanted a better life for me and they think of me and they love me and oh. they told my, my brother about me and that. Um, Yes, they're open to meeting me. Yes, you know, and I have grandkids. And they were like, oh my God. <laughs> um, and so then, so we talked for a while. And then she said, 
I have to call Tommy and tell him, is it okay if he calls you? I was like, yeah, of course. And so I'm able to calm down a little bit from that. And then Tommy calls me and then it's just another like... <laughs> the river. Yeah, river fest. And they're just... Oh, you're going to make me cry. That's so sweet. Know, I'm trying not to do... Um, they are the sweetest, most loving people. And I am so grateful to have fi finally have them in my life. Um, but then have them part of my kid's life. Um, just doubles your family size. I mean, yeah. And it they love the kids so much. Um, you know, we visit as often. <laughs> they live in Katy. I live in Austin. So we're, I mean, we're pretty close. It's like for, three hours away. For the, for the listeners here in Alabama, Katy's a suburb of Houston. Yes, sorry. No, it's okay. And for <laughs> Jennifer, because Jennifer doesn't know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't, but yeah. So, um, yeah, it's. It's a fairy tale, and um, it's amazing that they are still together. Um, they've been through so much, and um, they both have so much guilt um, about putting me up for adoption, which I tell them not to, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. That I always knew that... Um, she was wrong. That she was wrong in that... Yeah. I, it was, and my parents, my adoptive parents already told, they, they did it because they wanted you to have a better life, you know? Um, and I understood that they just still, you know, feel guilty about it. So I hope one day they will stop feeling that way, but probably not, probably not. <laughs> but I'm, I bet they're thrilled to have you back in their life. How did your, your adoptive parents take it? Anna and Greg? Um, I was always very open. I mean, they've known since I was a kid that I was, I was interested and I wanted to find them. Um, that was not a secret. Were they uh, supportive? Yeah. I mean, I remember my mom taking me to like an adoption affiliates meeting or something. Um, and we would talk about it. You know, they, they definitely said, well, you have to wait till you're 18, you know? And um, they were, I think, just afraid that I was going to be rejected. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to be rejected yeah. Um, and hurt, which, yeah, you I know, mean, yeah, of that's... course, that makes sense. Um, they, I think they were happy for me when I did tell them, you know, even my dad was like, well, that's an amazing story. I can't believe they're together, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, even I, when you told me, I was, I was shocked. Yeah, it's it just, not, it's not real. That's not a real story. Yeah, it's that just doesn't so, happen in real life. Know, it's so sweet and wonderful. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it's hard for them. And I continue to tell them that um, Tommy and Kara aren't replacing them. They're still my parents. They're the ones that raised me. They're the ones that took care of me. They're, you know, um, but that these are just extra people yeah. <laughs> I get to have in my life and that the kids get to have in their lives. So, um, have they met? Have you? They did meet. Um, they actually, we went out to dinner, just um, both set of parents and myself. <laughs> um, and so we talked, and it went fine. And then they've been to, you know, kids' birthday parties, all of them together. Um, they have not met Andrew, just because Andrew's work schedule is kind of crazy. Right. So that's that's the baby boy. <laughs> just trying, trying to track everything. I know, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. <laughs> but it means, you know, two sets of grandparents for the kids, so they love that shit. I'm oh, sure. gosh, Three sets yeah. Because of... Bill's parents. Bill's parents, so, I mean, too. you know, that's extra Christmas presents, extra mm -hmm. birthday presents. You know? Oh, yeah. We have all They're kinds of Christmases. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, the kids are so, I mean, they 
it was so it was an immediate connection i think for all of us we all felt calm yeah. it was kind of like oh we've known each other you know forever there was no awkwardness there was just always love yeah and it just it was instant um bill felt it the kids felt it you know um coda started crying because um, i went to meet tommy and kara bill and i did um and then a couple weekends later we went to katie and then a couple weekends later tommy and kara came um to visit us and to meet and um they came over to our house and you know we talked and all that stuff and then we went out to dinner that night and um tommy was talking with coda a lot and they were joking around and coda is very easy to talk he's very comfortable they're comfortable talking with adults um and so tommy was very impressed by that and but um anyway we were leaving the restaurant tommy and kara had already gotten their car and we were about to get in ours and Kota just broke down crying. Aww. And I was like, what's, what's wrong? What's happening? Yeah. And they said, I just realized, you know, I was happy for you that you found them, but they love us too. Aww. And, uh, you know, we have more people in our family now too. Aww. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Just- so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's special for everybody. It's for all of us. Oh, good, good lord. Y'all like, no, making me cry. You're making me Stop. cry. Don't say y'all. I'm just sitting here. I'm not <laughs> no, I know it's me and Lindsay are over here boohooing. Oh, God. Oh. Crying's good sometimes. Oh, that's such a... So, I always wondered if... Is there anything that would have made... Like, would you have... Do you wish you anything could have changed anything? Like, you know, still living with Van and Greg, like, would you, uh, would you have liked to have known them, you know, as you've grown up? Tommy and Kara? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel, you know, we've talked about this with them. Like, you know, they missed my wedding. They missed mm-hmm. my pregnancies, you know, the babies, the babies. I think that's really hard. Like, you know, they, they love looking at like, the baby pictures and stuff, but it's also hard because they weren't for it. Um, and then they look, I mean, we've gone through all pictures from my childhood and, you know, all college and all this stuff. Um and I think it, you know, they're happy to see it, but it's also hard. And it's just as hard for me to go back and look at their pictures and Andrew's pictures, seeing Andrew thinking like I could have, I could have been playing with him yeah. and doing that. And I think, you know, but we always say, you know what, we can't change it. Yeah. And things happen. And, you know, I did have a good life. I uh, was able to do a lot that I wouldn't have been. And Tommy always says, you know, we we don't, we didn't have a lot of money, but you always would have been, you know. Aww. Aww. So. We didn't have microphones in front of our face. No. I know. Air hug, air <laughs> hug, air hug. <laughs> um, so. Did you do the letter thing in, at 18 with the Catholic Church? Did you give them the letter and the money and all that No. Stuff? Oh. Because I don't have so money. I was wondering if, if, if they ever got, you know. No, okay. You brought it up, so I was just wondering. No. I thought that was something her adopted parents had to do no no i could do it or they could do it oh oh, she was saying at 18 but then they were wanting money for it which is oh okay it was all these other things that i there was like a certain amount of therapy sessions and they i had a court like all it was just stupid it was it was a it was a business that's crazy and it made me mad but i also found out and it still pisses me off and i have contacted a catholic charity um since but tommy and kara wrote me letters 
and sent them to Catholic Charities saying that if I ever contacted that, yes, they are will. And oh, fuck Catholic Charities. Exactly. Oh my and God. I was like, and they did that, I think, when I was like 20. And so I have contacted Catholic Charities several times throughout my life. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh. Fuck them. And I emailed them and I left a voicemail. Um, I can't remember her name. I have it somewhere. But saying, hey, I want my letters. Seriously. You can't give me back time, but mm-hmm. you can at least give me the fucking letters that they wrote me. Right, because they took, what, like 12 years mm-hmm. off of what you could have been having time with um, mm-hmm. Tommy and Kara? Because 20, because you just what, met them like four years ago. Yep. So that's a long time. Huh? That's more I, than 12 years. I can't ask. <laughs> I forgot what age is and everything. And There's so many numbers and names. Yeah, and I've been drinking, you know. Uh, oh my God. That is, a baby adoption. Let's go to Catholic Charities and I don't them. even think, and, and the, they were, last time I talked with this lady, she was saying, oh, um, they're cutting our hours, they're cutting our budget, so she was only working a few days a week. And it's like, okay, and this is for post-adoption services. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, y'all have been doing a job adoption for decades. And now what? You're just not going to offer services anymore for all these people? And not just like old people like me, but they're supposed to be offering services for like the young kids that need therapy. That, I mean, that's their job to help them do that. So Catholic like, Charities, you suck. They yes. have to pay for all those sex abuse scandals. Well, so yeah, can... well... Mm-hmm. I, but even if it's not Catholic Charities, baby adoption just has an icky factor to it. Even when we were looking, like when Jennifer and I were looking for kids to adopt through like mm. older foster kids, mm-hmm. it felt like you were looking through the Sears catalog. You're for, shopping for Yeah, a kid. it feels well, icky. I'm telling you, we could do a whole other podcast too about Kara's side of this because... Oh, I'd love to get Kara on the, the podcast. The amount of fucked upness on that, like just how things were in the 80s when you were a teen mom you went to um a teen mom home and taken away from everybody and then she went and she's 15 she goes into birth they whisk her away to the hospital and they pretty much put her to sleep like get drug her up um her stepmom was there who is an abusive horrible person um and the nurse said, you know, do you want to hold her? Meaning me, hold the yeah. baby. And the mom, stepmom was like, no, that's not a good. And she said, no, go away. So Karen never got to hold me. She never got to see me. Oh, fuck. Um, she was able, she asked a male nurse, she said, it's a girl, isn't it? And he said, yeah. And she said, she has red hair, doesn't he? He said, yeah. I knew she had red hair. Oh. And they did, the only good thing is that the, um, I was with a foster home for not even a month before the adoption, I guess, was finalized. And the foster mom took pictures. There's two pictures of me, and they gave it to Catholic Charities, and they did give those to Karen and Tommy. So they have two pictures of me. Um, they're not cute pictures either. But um, And on the back it says Sarah. So my foster parents called me Sarah. Do you know what Karen and Tommy would have named you? No, I... No. Okay. I've, I've, we've asked and they've just just said, just said like, well we wouldn't they they yeah. wouldn't want to think about it. they didn't want yeah. yeah. to yeah that I bet that was a hard but they time call, for they've them. called me Sarah I've been Sarah for you know until they found me mm-hmm. they, they've always referred to me as Sarah and that's um when I went to go visit 
Kara's mom, um, who's in like assisted living and everything, um, she kept calling me Sarah. And I was like, it's fine. It's <laughs> you could call me. I you will understand. be. I will be Sarah for as long as you need me. Right. You're Linda to me. You're Sarah to her. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I, have all, I, have all kinds of I pretty much you. will answer to anything. Yeah. There you go. Oh, oh that's such a that's such a heartwarming story because it's like you just hear some. There's a lot of horror stories when it comes to adoption. Oh yeah. So you know, I'm just so glad it worked out. Yeah, it still seems like a dream, but the best dream ever. Yeah. You gotta double your family size in yeah. a in a day. Yeah, I think my my brother's biological mom went some through something similar because I, I think she went through Catholic charities mm-hmm. and she said they hardcore pressured her to give up the baby because she was. But well, yeah, I mean there was so much going on with Kara. Like Kara, there was there was kind of an option for me to stay with like a family member, mm-hmm. but Kara was um, did not feel comfortable with that and wanted, like I said, wanted better. So, um, and I think that was the the best. It sounds like her family was kind of problematic anyway. Both sides, both, they were both going through, like, there was divorces and then illness. It was just. Yeah, nuts. It it was a lot. And no one really could take care of a newborn baby. Um, but it worked out, you know, like I said, I had a great life. Um, I'm thankful that Van and Greg adopted me. Um, I'm thankful for my sisters, you know, I'm thankful for everything. I'm glad. I mean, like, it, 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 it's heart-wrenching it is for Karen and Tommy. I'm like, I'm glad because we're met you. Well, yeah, my life would have been, com- yeah. who knows, it would have been complete, but I know it would be completely different. I don't yeah. know what would have happened, but I know I wouldn't have yeah. done all the things and yeah. been here today. So. You probably would. Nope. No. No. <laughs> she would have been Sally. Oh, God knows. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what 15-year-old Kara would have named me. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> was the 80s, so it would be like Farrah or something. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think that's probably... We're at 51 minutes. That's a good transition time, I think. We need to have you back on so we can get care. Maybe we'll come to you. Do a Hell, podcast with you're her. paying for it. I'm going uh, wherever. Wait, I'm sure she would love to, but you just got to... You, you're going to cry. Oh, You yeah. will probably even cry, Jessica. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. it is... <laughs> Heart wrenching. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, just put your ass to sleep to have a baby because then you don't want the. That just sounds horrible. I think that was one of the wor- the most hurtful thing is that she, and that was one of the things I, asked her privately, not in front of everyone, just because I knew it would be a touchy subject, emotional thing, just yeah. for being a mom, just go from yeah. doing it. You know, that first time you hold your baby is such a mad. Ma- I mean, is, I can't yeah. even describe it. But um, I figured she hadn't, and then. She said she didn't. She, you know, she's crying, and it was, you know, it that to me was. She didn't at least. She never got to say hello. She never got to say goodbye. Oh. So okay, stop me. That is, that is. <laughs> That's hard. And I mean, I've never given birth, but I, I was there when my mom gave birth to my brother, and years different, and I was bawling like a big fucking. Oh, no, and you when, could see that. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to see my mama like that. Oh but God, no, but having my brother come into the world and seeing his first. Cry, and then my mama was like, "Follow that baby," because she didn't want to be having switched babies. Even though, so though this was 1999, so I mean, no one's really switching babies. But mom was like, "Follow that child," and I'm like, "Yes, ma'am." So I watched everything that they did to him, and you know, cleaned them and gave him the Akbar, 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 Ak- whatever, Gar, Gar, yeah, that that test. And you made sure that baby wasn't I'm, switched. And I watched until they brought the baby back to me. 
And then I had a little bit of a cold. So the only time I could hold him is if I was like, baby, be hungry. Baby, be hungry. And I would go get him. And then, like, <laughs> like I couldn't, like, put him up to me. Yeah. But I could pick him up and then just, like, put him on mama. Yeah, I'm big yeah. sister. I got this. <laughs> so that's about as much as I know about childbirth is that situation but even that i was it was a magical moment to see my brother coming to the world so to have one come out and not say hello or goodbye or see it you know not that you're it or anything but you know boy girl no i'm linda Lindsay, sarah yeah exactly (laughs) so you know i don't see how that oh heart for you and for her and everybody and fuck the stepmom oh god she's fuck the the cafeteria she's the devil yep well now that we've cried let's do our little transition (laughs) so um for all our four listeners out there if you have any funny stories about your kids or if you need some bad parenting advice email us at guide to poor parenting at gmail.com um and let us know let us have it let us give us some stories we'll read them on on the air not live we'll read them (laughs) into our microphones uh all right so uh what are we having for snack time miss jennifer Girl Scout cookies. What, what? It's that time of the year. Who knows when this gets released, but man, this is, uh, it's Girl Scout. We, uh, when Lindsay came into town, I was like, what kind of Girl Scout cookies you want? And then I couldn't find a place before she came in. And so I was like, come on, Lindsay, we're going to the store. Well, now we see them on every, like, grocery store corner. Like, they're just out there now. But when we went to look, we just forgot to get them. Well, the Saturday morning, or yesterday morning, I went to Star Market because you had said they were out. And they weren't out in the morning. So after we did lunch, we went over to Kroger's and got Mm. some and bought like 20 bucks worth. I mean, cute little girls. They were. They were were so cute. I don't know. I don't know. They were precious. Adorable. I was like, I want four boxes. And their dad was like, how much is that, girls? And she was like, five, 10, 15, 20 bucks. And then Zane got some. He had a 50. And he's like, okay, girls, how much is, uh, how much change is it? And they're like, if you have 50 bucks, and it's my, so cute. That is great. They did such a good job. It was so precious. And I mean the Samoas, because that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. And you got got? some Adventurefuls. Those are good. Those are the new ones. Yeah. They're not. This year, I think, right? Yeah. uh, They're two years old, they said. Oh, two years old. The toffee ones are this year, I think. This year, gotcha. Yeah. And then uh, Lindsay's, you've got Samoas too, right? Samoas too. Yeah. I got my Thin Thin Mints. Mints. Yeah, we just went all out. (sighs) All right, Miss Linton, now we've had our snack time. We've got our cocktails. Miss Lindsay, you got a good story for us? It's story time. Oh, that's right. You said you had a good one. I did, yes. Okay. <laughs> did you remember it? Yes, I do. When he looked at me and said story, I was like, oh, what? What? Fuck. Oh, yes. I do have a story, actually. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, my youngest, Tate, he, it was before he was two, like, but um, we were at this place. Um, it's like it has strawberry fields. You could pet your own strawberries and pick flowers and all kinds of stuff. And... Um, we had already gone through and done that and then the last part is um they have goats and you could feed the goats but you can't pet them or whatever so people are throwing like little pellets mm-hmm. at the goats for them to eat um and so the the kids and bill they're all looking and i'm like okay bill i'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick everyone's happy and we're about to leave so go run to the bathroom come out from the bathroom coda is running up to me mom mom i'm like what what is going on and he just yells tate ate goat poop (laughs) and i was like what so i'm running over there i'm looking at 
Bill and he's just got this shocked and freaked out, like looking around, looking at Tate, looking at me, looking at Tate and Tate is like taking his hand and running it down his tongue oh, and like spinning oh, and Bill had like taken baby wipes to his mouth oh, and I was like oh, and Grayson's just laughing I would have too and then I swear I've someone I want someone to have a video like someone had to been recording this I feel like I want because oh so it's funny. freaking hilarious and I was like what happened and I guess Tate saw people throwing like the pellets and mm-hmm. stuff and that goat's eating it. And so he reached down and like goat poop, it's like little, it's little balls. Yeah. Like little ball like so I think he thought it was chocolate. Oh. Uh, yeah, so egg. Picked up and started chewing it. Oh. It's all in his teeth. <laughs> and it spit it out and <laughs> the kid didn't eat chocolate for like six years. He finally oh, just started eating chocolate. Wow. But so we had to go in the car and we're, oh God, we finally, you know, got it all. I would have pissed but myself Bill laughing. called poison control when we got in the car to see, you know, yeah. if there's something toxic and uh, goat poop. And the lady on the phone just started laughing and she's like, I have gotten called about so many things, but goat poop, this is a first. <laughs> she was like, I'm dying. Bill's still just like... Freaked out. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's okay to eat goat poop, apparently. Um, Note to he self. He spit most of it out, so if your kid ever eats goat poop, you should be fine. But, I was about to say, it's mostly like fibrous material, so I can't imagine it's that... I mean, it's, yeah. So it's fine. But yeah, Tate wouldn't eat chocolate forever. Oh, oh baby. my god. Oh, that is so funny. That's a good story. That's yeah. a really good story. Yeah. Oh I, I, and then the, just like trying to get it off of his tongue with his hand. Was it, he, yeah, he was yeah. seriously licking his hand. I and just, Bill, like right before, had taken a, just a baby wipe and taken it to a wipe. Those don't take, like, no, you can't. I was like, I can go get some Listerine. And and, like, oh, Bleh. God. It was just and the sheer panic. On Bill's face. The what the fuck? And he, like, see, I know you can't see me, but he was like going like crouched down with his hands out like this. Like, what What do I do? You know? Oh, God. <laughs> One of my favorite memories. Oh, ever. my God. Ask I love him about it. That, that was next. a great story. That was, was like a good one. one of my favorite stories so far. I want to ask him about that next time I talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bill. Any good go poop lately? <laughs> you like, your baby that's go poop. what happens if you don't watch your kids. Like, yes. he was looking at the goats and not right. looking at the baby. The two year old at that. That's the one he got it. Well, I don't know. With Wesley, I got it. I was like, I could see Ayana just taking off and doing shit like that, yes. too. That little shit will just run yep. off and do whatever. Yep. Oh my god, that was so funny. That was funny. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming over, flying all the way from Texas to do the podcast with Woo-hoo, us. You're welcome. Thank you for having yeah. me. And for all four of our listeners, thank Hi, Mom. <laughs> hi, Mom. <laughs> hi, Yuda. Thanks for listening to A Guide to Poor Parenting. If you like our podcast, please give us a five star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you don't like our podcast, just like we tell our kids when they ask if they can have pizza when we've already cooked something. Tough shit. Bye. Bye. Say bye, Lindsay. Bye. Thank you.